You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. And welcome to another episode of the Podmania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Goodwin. It is Bound for Glory season. We're all very, very excited. And I say we. I am joined by Garth, as always. How are you, Garth? Good, good. Yes, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I am joined again by Chris. Chris has managed to what? jump onto this podcast for some reason. Chris, how are you? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, I volunteered to talk about TNA. What's, what's actually happening? And you've sort of given away the amount of time you haven't watched Impact in because you keep calling it TNA. <laughs> which sort of gives it away. I haven't watched it since, oh God, when Kurt Angle was doing his retirement tour, so 2015, 2016. You are an excellent reference point to be reviewing this show with us, Chris. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, in all honesty, you, uh-huh. you watch this show in a bit of a bubble. Is that right? Like, this is your first real taste of impact in a while. Um, Well, I watched Bound for Glory, well, highlights of Bound, well, the Botchamania of Bound for Glory last year. (laughs) Right. That went from, I watched Bound for Glory, to, I watched highlights of Bound for Glory, to, (laughs) I watched the botchy bits of Bound for Glory. Which, what what I've heard from last year was the best bits of Bound for Glory. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't great. Um, No. But... Like aside from the botchy 2017 Bound for Glory, um, this show, the the go home for Bound for Glory is your first taste of, you know, the new regenerated impact. What did you think? Well, well, I watched very quickly. I watched the Ishimori match from Slammiversary. Yes, and I watched um, and I watched that one episode for when Gareth was on holiday. Oh yes, of course. So, so I. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, apart from that, I'm basically in a bubble. Yeah. So what did you think of this show? It was better than the last one because there was less video packages. Yes. Yeah, they seem to have listened to fan uproar about the amount of fan packages. Uh, sorry, fan packages, uh, video packages, which seem to be just overpowering the show. But here we had a lot of wrestling. Uh, one match which went nearly 20 minutes. So I'm more than happy about that. Garth. My impact sort of psychic. What was <laughs> I couldn't think of the word that Robin. I wanted, and I'm 99 percent sure psychic isn't the word I wanted either. Thanks. It's all right. You're like the Robin to my Batman. Um, so, so that's the nicest anyone has been to Gaff. <laughs> the Paul Heyman to my Brock Lesnar. To be fair, I don't think I'm young enough to be Robin anymore. That is true. No, well, like Alfred. Ishii to your Okada. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, what did you think of this episode, mate? I thought it was alright. I enjoyed the matches. Um, it seemed, I mean, it seemed to sort of fly by when I watched it. To be honest, I watched it like mainly yesterday. Um, but yeah, no sort of other than I don't know, maybe Scarlet Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah, that might have helped the fact that you know what? there's no Scarlet Bordeaux in the show. Yeah. Which who the fuck is she? I've seen her all over, but literally just her ass. That's all I've seen of her. 
Yeah, uh, basically, Scarlett Bordeaux is a very, very good in-ring talent, from what I've seen. Um, but she has come to Impact to basically, from what I can gather and from what me and Garth have ranted about for what must be cumulatively hours on end, um, <laughs> is that she's basically trying to be Sable from the 90s, which is in itself sort of bringing back years and years of hard work from women wrestling at the moment. That's worrying. Well, yeah. Is she going to marry Brock Lesnar or TNA's equivalent Brock Lesnar? Well, it was Bobby Lashley, but... Um, so that's basically what Scarlet Bordeaux is. She has her own show called The Smoke Hello. Show, which is a travesty. Um, <laughs> she goes round, touches herself and other people, and basically takes credit for a lot of things. Even in this show, Don Carlson and Josh Matthews talked endlessly in this in this opening match, especially about what Scarlet, but how much Scarlet Bordeaux has achieved in her tenure in Impact Wrestling. And I genuinely thought to myself, what the fuck has she achieved? Like, what has she actually done? She's learned how. She took one on one and had to do a Canadian destroyer. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. That was oh god. Right. Speaking of Scarlet Bordeaux, this pretty much leads us into our first match of this go home show. And Jesus. If you didn't know this was the go-home show for Bound for Glory, you knew it by the end of the show because I think Josh Matthews must have said <laughs> the words. Was it Conda dot? Is it Conda dot com? Conda. What even yeah. is Conda dot com? Print company that's to just print things. Yeah, because Josh cr- Matthews said all his merch comes from Conda dot com, and yeah. everyone went, "Nobody buys your merch, Josh." <laughs> um, <laughs> he had merch apparently, but he said that. Every time he mentioned Bound for Glory, it was Conda.com presents. So it was just such a yeah. mouthful. And it, it was just like, just call it Bound for Glory. Everyone knows it's Conda.com because you're wearing those hats. So just let's, come on, focus. Um, but anyway, we started with a four-way between P.T. Williams, Jack Evans, Trevor Lee, and Puma King. This was set up last week. Uh, somehow, it wasn't exactly cleared up whether this was a sort of final to the talent search, or yeah. if this was like just a battle between the men, or if Scarlet Bordeaux had set it up, or if they were fighting for the affection of Scarlet Bordeaux. I mean, what we getting clear very, very quickly was that Scarlet Bordeaux wasn't even there. I was just gonna say that, like she was on the commentary for the last time. For Eli but not Drake. this time. Yeah. Yeah. So the it was like what is the point in this match? Of course, you know, I wasn't complaining. This match was extremely good. Um, it had somebody, it had someone who looked like the come out Thundercats. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, the, he looked, he so looked like the trophy equivalent of a Thundercat. <laughs> um, I tell you what, though. He could I popped so hard for Jack Evans. Um, I knew nothing about Jack Evans. I knew nothing about Jack Evans going in. I knew nothing about Puma King going in. Apart from the fact that Puma King was a luchador, that was literally the only thing I knew. Um, In the case of Jack Evans, if you're like from my generation of Smacks, um, (laughs) we probably went through um, a stage where you love Jack Evans. He's like, he was the first guy who really started doing the 630 sent on. Yeah. Which I honestly honestly thought he'd cocked it up. (laughs) (laughs) He did, actually. 
he's all, he's getting up there now. Um, I, th- I thought he'd missed that and sort of he went one more than he should have. <laughs> he also only just clipped as well, didn't he? Um, but let's start with Garth for this match. <laughs> Garth, what did you think of this match? <clears throat> I enjoyed it. It was a fun sort of fun four-way. The only, I mean, the, the problem I always have with four-way matches is someone gets a clothesline and they're out on the side of the ring for five minutes. Yeah. Um, which is what happened with um, Jack Evans. He was out there for ages and he'd only been, I think he'd had a clothesline off like Trevor Lee maybe. Mm. Um, another thing I took was um, Trevor Lee spent so much time taunting. He like, did? Too long. Like yeah, too did. much time. And, and I don't know if it's part of the character or if it's part of the story they're trying to tell about how keeps losing matches but um i think it was funny it was i mean it was a good match the outcome i just don't understand why Pete williams won this match though no and i'll rant about that in a minute chris what did you think <clears throat> chris it was fine <laughs> sorry it was absolutely <laughs> fine <laughs> so everything's a bit choppy because of post office internet. Um, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a fine X Division match, like what you'd see about what you'd see on most impacts when I was watching. Yeah, yeah. At least it was not the fucking X Division anymore. Um, just, it was fine. I, I enjoyed Jack Evans. I'm never not going to enjoy Jack Evans. Um, he's the highlight of flippy shit. Um, I, I was somewhat in knowledge of everyone in this match and it was fine. I don't mind Pete Williams winning, but then again, I don't know much about TNA right now. So, um, I had a couple of issues with it. I will start with saying it was a decent match. I thought the Puma King looked very, very good. His springboard co-breaker on Trevor Lee looked really cool. Um, I thought Jack Evans did his flippy shit well. You know, he hit the 6.30 just... Um, you know, there was a standing moonsault, then there was like a drop kick into a moonsault, which was really cool. So he yeah, did himself um you know, everyone was talking about Jack Evans at the end of this match. Um I wanna just pick up on Garth's point where he said they'd spoken about how Trevor Lee was a great competitor, but he kept losing. And then he was the man that took the pin in this match. Mm-hmm. It it didn't make sense for Petey Williams to win. Trevor Lee had everything to gain from winning this match. Peter yeah. King, he doesn't even wrestle for the company. Have him take the pinfall. What, mm-hmm. what has he got to lose from this? Really? I mean, Or Jack Evans, because he just makes his living off of gifts. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jack Evans literally has nothing to lose. But in the end, it's Trevor Lee that takes the Canadian Destroyer and... You know, sells it like an absolute motherfucker as well. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and Pete Williams is <clears throat> your victor. It's it was a good, the only thing it was good think, opening, but do you think it was because they're triple A talent and they're just like, no, we're not having them lose yeah, on I think a that's, impact? I was gonna say I think it's partly that and they can they can continue a story after this. Maybe with Tre- Trevor Lee and Pete Williams because I mean Scarlet Bordeaux didn't even come out at the end of the match, it didn't announce what they'd won. No, well, something that I thought as well, Pete Williams stayed in the ring a long time like he was looking for something, like he was looking for a microphone or something, and then (laughs) we just cut off. Mm -hmm. 
it was it was very strange, very tra- strange transition, and it's it's not the first time it happens in this show. Um, you shouldn't get that, um, seeing how it's a taped show. This was taped months ago, exactly. or not months, yeah. but weeks ago. It was taped in the middle of September, 14th and the 15th. I know that because of the amount of fucking adverts for it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's you're right, it shouldn't be as choppy. And there was a, there was a glaring mistake with the commentary, and it bugged me for the entire show. I'll go into it in a minute. Um, but after this, Rich Swan was interviewed, um, <laughs> talking about this how he just, yeah, just basically just ripping into Matt Seidel and Ethan Page about their third eye bullcrap, he calls it. Um, fr- frickin', he kept saying frickin'. Yeah, he, he's on the cusp of swearing very, very loudly. <laughs> he is. Um, but he wants to so badly. He really just, does. Just waiting for him to say, more fucker. Do you know what, though? I love Rich Swan. I think he's absolutely mint. He is. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this match because Matt Seidel can go in the ring as well. And as can his brand new partner for Bound for Glory, Willie Mack. Willie Mack. I love Mack. I love the Mack. I did pop slightly when I found out it was Willie Mack. I genuinely th- I don't understand where Juventud Guerrera is going to get into this show if he has been signed for Bound for Glory, which is what I've saw on the internet. So, not entirely sure how he's going to fit in, but Willie Mack, fantastic. Very, very happy with that. Um, Juventud will just work for contestant stands. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he'll be a really, really random special guest referee. Um, Handing out the juice. <laughs> maybe. Um, we then move on to Grado uh, taking yes. on Maximo, a member of Triple A. Um, this was interesting. I thought it was fun. It was good. I am going to start with Chris because Chris adored this match for some reason. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, first of all, ICW fan, so anything get Grado is in is perfect. Grado's also, fantastic. Um, also, uh, Maximo is what we called um, predatory gay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is he? <laughs> Maximo, if Grado doesn't want to kiss you, don't try to kiss him. Yeah, but... if the storyline of the match is that he wants to kiss another man, for God's sake. <laughs> it's, be- it's the most triple A thing ever. But, In fairness, um... it was quite funny. Yeah, it was. It's not meant to be anything but a fun comedy match. And considering no. the last comedy match was off in TNA was Fala fucking Bar, well, I found this quite funny. Don Callis, like, Don Callis called him the the Mexican Grado. Yes, he did. Yeah, and what I loved definitely parallel. I loved that. Um, what I loved about that was uh, hit Don Callis burying um, Grado as oh, it goes on. Yeah. And big, uh, poor Grado. Oh no, bless him. <laughs> Um, yeah, Garth, what did you think of this match? I thought it was alright. I mean, it wasn't a wrestling masterclass, but it was what they <laughs> no. did. And, what they did with the time was was fun, and there was that little. Um, I really, for some reason, I really laughed at the um, the sort of thing where Grado sort of knelt down behind him and he tripped over him, <laughs> yeah. bounced him off the ropes, and then did that. I just for some reason, I thought, yeah, that's really good. It's just the type of thing you would imagine someone who's a shit wrestler would do. Yeah, I mean, these two genuinely had really good chemistry, and mm-hmm. despite the 
rather silly undertones. It was it was a good comedy match. You can't you know you can't argue with that. Eventually, Maximo does a, get proper locks on to Grado. <laughs> there was no there was no you know half-hearted peg. This was proper locked on. And, no time. Um, Schoolboy's in for the win. Grado after the match goes. Shakes Maximus' hand and then plants the longest, wettest kiss <laughs> on Maximo's face. It's hilarious, and Maximo faints. Um, that was good. Yeah. The only thing that I take issue with in this match, I, like I say, it was it was fine for what it was. Did this need to be on the go home show? Considering Grado's not on the card. And considering that last week he watched his friend get butchered by Murder Clown. <laughs> so did this need to be on the go-home show? That's my question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they obviously just need to fill time, don't they? They do. If it wasn't there, it would be a video package. Yeah. Yeah. And when you consider that there was no Sue Young on this show, um, there was no... Tay Valkyrie didn't turn up on this show. Uh, there was no OVE, save for a... Um, no, we didn't even get an OVE video package this week. There was no Pentagon, there was no Phoenix. We had a random um, sort of promo package for them, which was fine, but they weren't there. I just think that, you know, in those the people who were actually on the card would have been yeah. a better use of time. Um, anyway, we then cut backstage, and we are with the face team of Falabar, Johnny Impact and Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is intense as he begins to call out Moose, calling him by his real first name, Quinn. You know <laughs> shit is going down when you don't have kayfabe names anymore. And yeah. basically says that forgetting Alicia involved last week, he is going to absolutely batter them. Um, you know, decent little interview segment. Falabar is an absolute gem and he should be world champion forever. Um... Johnny Impact is just a charismatic, sexy motherfucker. And Eddie Edwards, I'm enjoying the crazy character more and more. Yeah, what I good. found awesome about this was these three people represent the three brands of PPW. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go on then. Who's who? Johnny Impact is trimmed. To, he, Johnny Impact is trimmed to the point, so he's CXT. Um, Eddie Edwards is crazy and makes no sense, so he's a condition. And wow. okay. um, Falabar is um, and is bloated, so he shows. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Standing, yes, he is. Um, anyway, we then had a cool LAX OGs video package. I love this feud. It was, I've got. Uh, I put in my notes like after reading that, I'm, I'm really sort of hyped for this match. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The Concrete Death Match, or the Concrete Jungle Death Match, which I was talking to you last week, Garth, it's has been... Death Match. Pardon? Say again, Chris. It's the Child Death Match. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's not It's not a proper ICW Death Match, unfortunately. Um, but we do have exposed turnbuckles and an exposed ring canvas, or an exposed ring <laughs> flooring, I should say. So... You know, it's it's going to be decent. I'm I'm looking forward to it. They're doing as much as they can in the constraints they have, um, and if their match at Slammiversary is anything to go by, this is going to be a very 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 good match. Yeah. Uh, we then got our Global Wrestling Network flashback of the week, 
uh, from Bound for Glory 2010, and I have no problem telling any of you that I skipped it. I skipped. <laughs> yeah, I skipped it. Uh, you skipped it? Well, it was a match between Mickey James, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and Madison Rain, and I think... Well, I- Actually, because I did watch Bound for Glory, Mickey James was the special guest referee, not a oh, competitor. Oh, well. Yeah, because yeah. it was um, it was Tara, a.k.a. Victoria. That's that's it, not Mickey James. Okay, well, she won anyway. So, I'd, I'd, I'm not going to rant again. I do it every week. I'm not going to do it this week. Um, We then got two things. We then got the video package that hyped the OVE rules match between OVE, Sammy Callahan, Jake and Dave Christ, and Pentagon, Phoenix, and Brian Cage. I am into the feud. I'm into the match. Garth first. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we should have Impact's biggest show of the year with only two titles being defended? Uh, Well, no, but they've only got like the the four and Brian Cage is in the triple threat, so he's not going to have his on the line, is he? But Which... could Pentagon and Phoenix have not found someone else for this match, so that Brian yeah. Cage could defend his match? It's not like this feud has been brewing for you know months and months and months. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the last show of the. Um, the Canada tapings. So you could have quite easily subbed someone else in. Yeah. I'm just thinking that, you know, we've got no tag team defence because obviously of the Concrete Jungle death match. And we've got no X Division Championship defence because we've got Brian Cage tied up in the six-man tag. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, this match is going to be absolutely fantastic, I'm sure. You know, look at the talent involved in this match. But did... Brian Cage need to be in this match. No, but I think I'm wondering if they didn't really have anyone they wanted to put him against. I don't know. It should have been. It should have. They should have had even maybe some sort of um, exhibition champ, like a championship scramble or something. Uh, but they don't have enough people. <laughs> no, they just they need something, just someone, something. I just felt like there needed to be a title defense. Yeah. Um, but I suppose that's just me being picky. Um, this, however, well, I'd, I'd say it's not like it's not it's not like they have it's they're not like New Japan or WWE where they have one ship billion titles. They have four titles. How hard is it to book feuds mm-hmm. to have all four titles on the line? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's especially, you know, the X Division Championship, which, you know, throughout TNA and Impact's troubled existence, the X Division has been the thing that has kept them going. You know, it is almost the championship. It's the thing that everyone knows about Impact. And to not have that it was, defended at the show is just very strange. That was my one sort of fear and reservation about Brian Cage winning it, because they don't want him at any point for a while to lose or to look weak. Whereas they could have put it on somebody else and had them back and forth with somebody. Yeah, no, if I understand that's that. That's the case, having multi-man Ultimate X. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it I, I don't yeah. have the several-person 
um, Ultimate Axe. Seriously. Well, I'd love, to, I'd love them to bring that Ultimate Axe back. But... Yeah. Not before the Bound for Glory series, guys. That is the mm-hmm. thing they need to bring back. Um, it's Drake, the Bound for Glory series is just a shit G1. Change my mind. <laughs> the Bound for Glory series is a shit G1. Change my mind. Um. Okay. The Bound for Glory series <coughs> it depends because when Yoshihashi. When when Bound for yeah, Glory... but it contained Matt Morgan. When Bound for Glory was in its sort of height when you had sort of James Storm and Bobby Roode and everybody, New Japan was shite at that time. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah, that is fair. Sort of yeah, peaks and troughs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is true. You know, it had Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Quality. Matt Morgan, Crimson. Yeah. Crimson, oh, fuck. Crimson, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, let's move off the Bound for Glory thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Now that we mentioned Crimson, I think that's <laughs> destroyed the conversation. <laughs> um, we then had an Eli Drake interview, and in short, after very convincingly telling everyone that Park should have been DQ'd for bringing in the chair last week to his match, despite <laughs> the fact that it was, in fact, Eli Drake who brought in the chair in the first place. <laughs> oh, that's um, good. He was, he was genuinely quite entertaining in this interview. He is issuing a Bound for Glory open challenge to New Yorkers only. Now, are they teasing this for this to not be Chris Jericho? I think, uh, yeah. I think they're doing it to try and get some sort of buzz. Yeah. I. It's not Chris Jericho. It's not going to be Chris Jericho now. I mean, I'd love it to be, don't get me wrong. And I think everyone now wants it to be Chris Jericho, especially after Chris Jericho's tweet about how he is was born in New York. And if it is Chris Jericho who turns up for this Open Challenge, I will absolutely shit myself with excitement. But Also, he is best mate to Don Callis. He is. He is. And, he has and he's got, got that, the cruise. He's got that silly, silly cruise to, bo- you know, to boost. So... It could be, you know, you've got this impact versus Ring of Honor thing going on, so, it, you know, we could have him. I, just, I don't think it's going to be him. You know, call me a pessimist. I, just, I, I don't think it's going to be him. I'm serious. If it's Chris Jericho, I will come on the next on the podcast afterwards and sing a soulful acoustic version of I'm an ass man. It's not going to be Chris Jericho. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, but Who do we think it is, then? Well... We're going to leave that Broken for the predictions. Brawler. We're going to li- leave that for the predictions because that will then be a separate prediction. Okay? Right. Okay. We Good then idea. got... Oh, Jesus, this match. Um, we then got the match between Gassinda Singh and Rohit Raju, the two members of the Desi Hit squad, who Gama Singh has basically said that they are weak and they are going to face each other with the loser going back to India. This match suffered massively by the fact that no one, even the wrestlers, gave a shit about this match. There was no heat in this match whatsoever. The crowd were dead. The acting was poor. The wrestling was okay, but it was a very lethargic match. I mean... It just seemed to be... It just seemed like that stipulations come out of absolutely nowhere. Yep. And 
they're splitting up. Now they're splitting up a tag team when they don't have a proper tag team division. They don't. I was going to say, division. what even is TNA's tag division right now? It is LAX. It... <laughs> that is their tag team division. Like, literally, there it's... is no one else. It's just, why? And I think, I mean, looking at the end of it, you sort of saw a tiny little hint where they're going to sort of maybe team up against Gamma Singh. But that's just not, I don't know. Stop caring about it, yeah. to be honest. I did as well. And the least time we spend talking about this match, I think the better, because it was five minutes of nothingness for me. Yeah. Um, eventually, I think the storyline beat is supposed to be that Garma Singh was telling them they both needed to do whatever they could to win. So Raju fakes an injury to his shoulder. Singh goes to attack eventually after sort of having this crisis of confidence. Raju hits a knee strike flatliner for the win. And then Gasinda, um, sorry, Garma Singh comes in, beats the shit out of Raju anyway. It's <laughs> it can we just can we just send them all away? Like all three of them. Just <laughs> fuck them off. Because honestly, they started out, you know, when they and I keep coming back to the impact after Slammiversary where they attacked Ishimori and PT Williams and nothing has happened with them since. It's no. fucking hell. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing has happened with them. And it's frustrating. Because I imagine they could be relatively decent. And I know you like them, Garth, with Garma Singh. But... Well, yeah, I mean, they were a decent tag team. And now they're just nothing. They're, just, they're not even jobbers because they're just fighting themselves. Yeah, the only true. way... The only way I could like them if they actually came out of Tiger Ali Singh from the Attitude Era, that'd be the only way I'd oh, like them. Be quality, <laughs> be quality, but that's not going to happen, unfortunately, because they're now not a thing. So, like I said, God, Lord knows what is going to happen to this Impact Tag Division unless yeah. we keep Seidel and Ethan Page around, and Rich yeah. Swan and Willie Mack. I doubt it, but at least they're two tag teams that we can put into the mix. <laughs> We then got what I assumed was going to be the main event and yep. should have been the main event, but the structuring of this last 40 minutes was all over the fucking shop. <laughs> so the thing that was billed as the main event by the commentary team who used the word main event, <laughs> we had Austin Aries, Killer Cross and Moose taking on Johnny Impact, Eddie Edwards and... For some unknown reason, Falabar. Um, <laughs> basically, in case you didn't know, this match carried Bound for Glory connotations. And I know this because Josh Matthews said it a lot. He mentioned yep. the fact that this had him, you know, consequences for Bound for Glory a whole heap of times. Um <laughs> With obviously Austin Aries taking on Johnny Impact for the title, and with Moose taking on Eddie Edwards, which meant that Killer Cross and Falabar are so, sort of partnered up by default. Just by proxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Chris, what did you think? This was a fun TV main event. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, you had four great wrestlers and Falabar and Killer Cross. So. Now, yes. <laughs> if you're going to come on to our Impact Reviews, Chris, and if you're going to slate my boy, Falabar, <laughs> I'm afraid that we just can't be friends anymore. I mean, you can come on to New Japan and say all the shit you want about Tai Chi. It's not ch- true. I do now. on a regular <laughs> basis. 
<laughs> it's all slander, fake news. Um, but no, it was fun. I don't get why in a match with Killer Cross and Falibar, um, Impact had to take the pin. But no, yeah, and you know, obviously that has connotations for Bound for Glory, and I think it's more just. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, with Johnny Impact standing tall at the end of um, the last episode. After hitting Starship Pain, I think that Austin Aries had to stand tall at the end of this one. Um, obviously, we're going to our predictions and what we think this is going to mean for Bound for Glory afterwards. Garth, what did you think of this match? I enjoyed it again. Like like Chris said, it was like a decent sort of TV sort of main match. Um, I just think it was just a chance to get everybody on the show, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and sort of just keep the sort of embers going until they kick it off for Bound for Glory. Um, it was it was a fun match. Do we think the right nothing sort of? One? Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think Aries had to win. I think, like you see, after last week, um, and again, it, take the pin though. Yeah, mm. it, yeah, but then, but then, I mean. Aries needs to look strong going in as the champion. And pin Falabar. <laughs> that well, He's a... I assume that was why Falabar was in this match. But what for misdirection? Yeah, but again, you've got to have Austin Aries looking strong. He has already beaten Falabar, so you know he's got to beat. You know, he's going to look strong over Johnny Impact. Otherwise, the endearing image is going to be Johnny Impact standing tall at the end of last week. It was a pretty brutal um, uh, powerbomb, like an apron powerbomb on Eddie Edwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that one. In the sort of ending sequence, um, yeah, Moose held nothing back, did he? Proper slammed Eddie into the apron. I'm starting to get the feeling that um, Johnny Impact and Austin Aries legit don't like each other as well. They were stiffing each other a lot during this match. Yeah. There was a Twitter beef, like a legit Twitter beef between them. Was it? Yeah. This is this is relatively recent. Well, Austin Aries actually got in trouble for it. Did you see the interview last week? The, the promo the, between the two. The promo between the two. No, I didn't. That, that, no. Went, that went semi-shoot. Yeah, Austin Aries absolutely tore a strip off Johnny Impact. It was, it was brilliant. Absolutely amazing. What did he say? He basically just <laughs> slagged off Basically, the entire thing was Austin Aries knows who he is. He's a world champion. Johnny Impact has no idea who he is because he's got about 55 different names. And he said, before you go and become Johnny 205, how about I whip your ass all the time? It was just, it was beautiful. Wow. And it, it did it, come across as semi-shoot. It was brilliant. Here it is. Um, Austin Aries got in trouble for calling Ty Valkyrie Husky on Twitter. Oh, I saw okay. this. I saw this. It was when he was talking about being PC, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. She's obviously married to... Was she married to him? Mm -hmm. To Johnny Impact or Johnny... They're engaged at the least. No, they are married now. Okay. Um, Well, that explains why they are stiffing each other. It's Um, not as bad as Lucha Underground, where um, Matanza legitimately tried to kill um, Ty Valkyrie in front of Johnny Impact, but okay. Nice. Jesus Christ. Wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah. So Austin Aries takes the win with a brain buster over Johnny, uh, Johnny Impact for the win. 
and the MVP of the match was by far Balabar. Um, so, this was the bit I took issue with here. Because straight after this, Josh Matthews ran down the card for Bound for Glory and told us that Ali taking on Sue Young was official. Yep. We then got a segment showing Ali making the Sue Young match official. I was like, With the one and only James Mitchell. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We will get into James Mitchell in a minute because I love that man. He's brilliant. Should be utilised more. What the fuck is that? Imagine if Look in WrestleMania show, 25... It's taped, for fuck's sake. Imagine if before WrestleMania 25, when Shawn Michaels came out to challenge The Undertaker, Michael Cole went, well, here's Shawn Michaels. I'm sure he's out here to challenge The Undertaker. Exactly. <laughs> it was just... It made no sense. It's like... you Your show is taped. You put it together. How can you put a thing discussing a match that hasn't been made yet in front of the segment... Making the fucking match. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they can't they can't get everything right. It is the most T, it's the most TNA thing I've ever heard. It was the, yeah. it was baffling, but I will say that this segment was fucking brilliant, absolutely amazing. Father James Mitchell, the return of Father James Mitchell playing an organ, yeah, in his satanic garb. And then Ali walks in and they talk about how the darkness has consumed her. She sold her soul and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, they all remember the deal she made um, when she came and, you know, she wanted to beat Sue Young and she said that she wants to sacrifice, well, she wants to, she had to sacrifice her soul. She wants to go into the undead realm to bring back Kira Hogan, which is lovely to do for a person you've known for about four weeks. Um yeah. Just want to point out, Rosemary must be fucking livid. <laughs> because She's they've like, been friends down here all yeah, this time. I've been down here all this time, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you I, think uh, that's you think that's what we do in hell? We can, we can you can watch wrestling, but only TNA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll be seeing uh, Rosemary. I think we'll be seeing yeah. Rosemary at. Uh, I think she's got a part to play in this match. And if Definitely. this is going to be in the same vein as the Hardy compound or, you know, something like that, I'm more than up for it. Bring on the absolute nonsense. Um, we then got the actual main event, which made absolutely no sense at all because it hadn't been mentioned at all for the entire show. We got Tessa Blanchard. Oh, no, but it was mentioned on my the one I, version I watched. Was it at what point? Yeah, the at the start, it was like, oh, there'll be an LAX conference, but it wasn't hyped as the main event. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm not talking about the LAX conference. I'm talking about the match oh. between Tessa Blanchard and Kara. I forgot <laughs> about the match between Tessa Blanchard and Kara. Exactly. Like, and right. Okay. Guys, does, does anyone have anything in particular to say about this match, or can I rant? Uh, um, very quickly, I, mean, I like Tessa Blanchard. I don't see her enough. Okay. Okay. I just th- I thought it wasn't too bad. It was it was fucking hard hitting. Yes, I agree. I Tessa Blanchard nearly had her head taken off. I was just gonna say I think Kayra was legitimately trying to hurt Tessa Blanchard. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now. Well, it is Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Kayra, fine. She lost. Right result. Four minutes. Lovely. Beautiful. This should have been in place of the Grado match earlier on the card to start with. Secondly, why the fuck has Taya Valkyrie, who was challenging for the pissing knockouts championship, not showed up? 
It was the perfect yeah. opportunity for Ta- for Taya Valkyrie to come and attack Tessa Blanchard. Otherwise, this is just another TV match for no reason. There was no hype towards the match at Bound for Glory. There was no heat towards the match for Bound for Glory. And even when it's Tessa true. Blanchard looked at the camera at the end of the match after she'd won with the Hammerlock DD, uh, sorry, the Buzzsaw DDT, she just looked at the camera and went, "I am going to beat you on Sunday." What yeah. is this as a build? It should have been. Um... What happened last week, this week? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I genuinely expected when she was stood, because she was stood on the ramp for a while talking mm-hmm. to the camera, I genuinely expected um, Tay Valkyrie to come out of the crowd and attack her. But we had yeah. nothing at all. In Tay Ta- Valkyrie's defence, she was almost killed by Batanza this week. So, Well, there you go. Absolutely. Because, you know, Lucha Underground definitely isn't taped. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely but I mean, in, in right kayfabe, in e- kayfabe, even even um, even like a video thing, yeah, anything, something, something needed to happen, and it didn't. And considering this was bumped up the card to you know the main event match, it wasn't the main event thing, but the main event match, it just it needed something. It was it was yeah. a good match, you know. Tessa won again, correct result. Kara looked decent as well, but. We needed something, and we just didn't get it. It just—it didn't feel like a go-home match. No. Anyway, we then had <laughs> my favorite bit of the show. Yeah. Um, the LAX and OGs Summit. Um, Conan is unbelievable, but King <laughs> is so much better. I think Conan got. A huge, huge pass on this for the fact that he spoke Spanish. He did. He did. Absolutely. I mean, it worked. It worked. If I knew what you were saying, I'd hate you. Yeah. It was honestly, King is just fantastic. Even to the point where Conan is listing the stuff that King has done, and King looks at him and goes, Yes, I did. Yeah. It's like, Oh <laughs> my God. You're just when he was brilliant. L- and the list of things he mentioned. It took him to... He put burning his mask over killing a child. Yes. Actual <laughs> vehicular manslaughter uh, was second on the list to the burning of his property. Um, mm. I think the Mexican uh, the Mexican fans probably, you know, they agree. Yeah, the Mexican <laughs> fans deal. were well oh, him, let, let the child, Let the child die. Yeah. <laughs> See the mask. I, if, I hope in the death match they use his cop as a weapon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it's gone dark all of a sudden. It has gone very dark all of a sudden. Um, so basically, Conan says that because King has been full of bitch moves, as he puts it, that he violated the G-code and says that the ceasefire is over and everyone no. brawls <laughs> and everyone goes at each other. We get 12 seconds of brawling before the air show ends. Yeah. So, oh, Okay. Never mind. Um, one thing I want to uh, talk to you guys about. I had to bring something else up as well. Okay. What the fuck was Hernandez doing <laughs> during this whole promo? What he... was Hernandez doing? <laughs> he was dancing. He was waving at the crowd. He was sort of high. Yeah, he was like sort of put, like trying to shake Ortiz's hand. Uh, he was like doing just all that's what you do of... in the blood feud. Yeah, he was just doing all sorts of shit. Yeah. I was like, what's he doing? 
just just happy to be there, Juanny Hernandez. Yeah. I, I think what happened was he went backstage. He was like, "Do I have a match tonight, Holmes?" And he's like, "No." It's like, "Great." Just lights up straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like glass pipe. Pass the tequila, boys. Amazing. Um, right. So, hmm? Conan said that he trained King, Homicide, and Hernandez. Yeah. To you know, to work the streets. And, you know, to work, to, you know, to, to be, play the game, he said, or to work the game. And then he called them hoes. Now, my question to you is, does anybody know what these two factions are actually supposed to do? Because the way that Conan was describing it was that they were prostitutes. And I'm sure that's not what it's supposed to be. But when you say he put him on the game and then call him a hoe, yeah. that makes it sound like basically the OGs are pimped out for money. And what the hell is a G code? It's like a bro code, but like cooler. It's like a bro code. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like it's like the mafia code as well, isn't it? It's like sort of. So is right. Okay. So what? What? Like. There's a bit where Conan says, you came into our clubhouse, our place of business. All they do is drink tequila and play cards. That's not <laughs> a was, business. When I was watching, I was thinking, what? You come and sit in like a shitty little backstage room. Exactly. Some flags hanging up. Every week. So, what? what is that? Does anyone know what their business is? be fair, if we had an official Podmania office, that's basically what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But so it was it was something that really bothered me. And then once I heard I put you on the game, I was like, well, that is it. He's on the street corners <laughs> in a very, very slutty dress. The poor man. Um, but that, um, in a nutshell, was the go-home show of Impact. And despite my moaning about the structure of it, it was genuinely an all right show. It was a good show. Um, I think the segment between the OGs and LAX rescued it. I thought the match between... Um, Falabar, Johnny Impact, and Eddie Edwards, and then the team of Austin Aries, Moose, and uh, Killer Cross was a really, really good match. I just thought there could have been some heat between, you know, going into some of the other matches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a fun show. It it, it didn't feel like a go home. No, it didn't. It didn't feel like a go home. A bar like this, like the odd feud where you think, right, I really want to get to that. Um, like you say, the, the, the knockouts thing, it's it's gone from white hot to sort of, yeah, just, yeah, it's going to be a good match now. Yeah. There's no I mean, there's no real sort of rivalry. No. I am looking forward to seeing Taya Valkyrie at Bound for Glory. She's excellent, oh, obviously. Yeah. But there needed to be more heat to this feud. But speaking of Bound for Glory on Sunday... There's one thing left to do, gentlemen, and that is to give our predictions. So what we're going to do, I'm going to read out the match. I'm going to ask you both for a prediction. Keep it as concise as possible. Okay? And then at the end, there will be some manner of prize, probably points, because, you know, I'm not buying anything. And, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Um, there'll be some manner about- of victory. If Gaff leaves, can we force him to join me for a New Japan show? Yes. Yes, we can. 
Yes, we can. As long as, long as it's not one of the uh, tournaments that have like 60 matches. Oh my god. Make him do a G1 with like Don't some talk. really shit talent in it. Oh, can, can we make him do Tag League? Because I don't want to do Tag League. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you're poor December. Right. I'm not doing I'm not doing all of Tag League. I'm saying that right. Yes, you are. That is your job as New Japan correspondent. You do the Tag League. <laughs> no. You, you did the best of the Super Juniors. All of them. You did all the G1s. You can do this. Come on. And then you haven't got another <laughs> tournament until the New Japan Cup. Um, right, we're going to start with Eddie Edwards taking on Moose. Garth, let's start with you. Prediction. Uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards. Okay. Chris? Moose, he just turned heel. He needs some momentum. I'm also going Moose. I think, yeah. Having him lose back-to-back pay-per-view matches would be harsh, especially as he's just had a heel turn in the middle of it. Um, yeah, I think this is Moose's to lose. We'll then go into Matt Seidel and yeah. Ethan Page taking on Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Chris? First of all, there's two penis references in this match. That makes, that makes things funny. Um, I'm going to go with Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Okay. Um, Garth? Uh, yeah, Rich one, William Mack, yeah. I, I, I don't think Sidon needs a win. It's not really going to hurt him. No, that's true. And that's why I'm going Matt Sidon and Ethan Page. Um, I'm only going this way because Matt Sidon and Ethan Page have literally just become a team. It would make no sense for them to lose on their first match. At all, especially as Willie Mac doesn't wrestle for impact. Mm. Yet. But, well, yet. I mean, if he does. Did they not see it? Did they not see sign for them, though? Has he? I'm sure they said when, when he announced that um, that's who his partner was. It said, like, TNA Impact's latest recruit or latest sign. Bloody hell. Well, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still sure getting Matt Sidell. I'm still getting Matt Sidell. <laughs> You're getting in my head, Gaff. Yeah. <laughs> Garth. Um. <laughs> We've then got um, Ali taking on Sue Young in the Undead Realm. Um, Garth, who are you going for? Um, I think Sue Young's going to win because Rosemary's going to get involved. Ooh. And she's going to be siding with Sue Young. Okay. Chris. Um, I'm going to go what with, with, with what Gareth said, but the opposite. So, so not with what Gareth said. So, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> Literally. No, as in Ali will win, but Rosemary will for but Rosemary will help her. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going for that as well. I think Ali will win. And I think um, we will see Rosemary. In the undead realm, extremely pissed off that Ali is down there to rescue a person she's known literally <laughs> half the time she's known her. <laughs> um, we then go on to Eli Drake's open challenge. Now, this is narrowed down somewhat by the fact that it has got to be someone born in New York. Is it born or is it? Or from New York, I think yeah. he said. And the only person I could really think of that isn't Chris Jericho 
if it's Chris Jericho, we all get a point. Um, Chris Jericho technically classes himself as Canadian. No? He does, but he was born in New York. Yeah. I'm going to go, because it's the only one I can think of at the moment, Bully Ray. Well, does Ring run a contract allow him to do that? Uh, probably not. But then again, Chris Jericho wasn't supposed to show up in New Japan, so, you know, there is that as well. Um, Chris, who are you going for? Hmm. I don't think it's going to be Bully Ray. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the New York stipulation to an unnecessarily specific... Uh, will he be allowed to be the Brooklyn Brawler or will he be the Brooklyn Fighter? You know, I think you can't call him the Brooklyn Bra- Bra- Brawler, so what can he... The, the Manhattan Mauler. Yeah. Manhattan <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and Garth, who have you got? If it's not Jericho, I'm going to go Tommy Dreamer. He's okay. Philly, isn't he? Because I think he's... No, no, he's New York. Oh, okay. And he's already signed with Taney, I think, or he has a working relationship with them. Basically, he'll go on the show if he can wear a House of Hardcore t-shirt. Yes. Yeah, and those horrible pants he wears. Um, okay, some interesting choice there. Pretty sure Chris isn't going to win a point on that one. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> going to go with that. Uh, right, let's go with the knockout championship match now. Champion Tessa Blanchard taking on Taya Valkyrie. Garth, who have you got? Tessa. I don't see her dropping the belt anytime soon. Okay. Chris? Tessa as well, but I love Ty Valkyrie. <laughs> I am in complete agreement. Tessa Blanchard for the win. Ty Valkyrie is fantastic, but Tessa needs to keep that belt for years. <laughs> so I think that's the first one we're all in agreement on. I think it's pretty much nailed. Oh. I don't think we made a prediction of who, on who'd win the last match. We just made a prediction of who'd turn up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> just FYI, if it is the Brooklyn Brawler, fucking hell. Eli Drake, either way, I think. Yeah, yeah Drake. I think it's Eli Drake. Unless it's Jericho, it's Drake. Yeah, I think Jericho's, not, yeah Jericho's not going to lose. No, yeah, that's true. Um, OVE rule match. OVE, Sammy Callahan, Jake and Dave Christ, taking on Pentagon, Phoenix, and Brian Cage. Chris, who have you got? Um, I'll go for Penta Phoenix and Cage. Give it a good, give have at least one nice face feel good. Okay. I will just point out you call Pentagon and Phoenix a face. They did abduct a person and beat them with kendo sticks. I don't watch for product, man. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Garth. Screw your context. Yeah. <laughs> um,. It's a tough one, but yeah, I think yeah, I, I think they'll have they don't want Brian Cage to look weak, so they'll have him beat all three of them. Yeah, I, think, I am going to yeah, go out Brian and, and say because technically Penta, Phoenix, and Cage stood tall at the end of the brawl a couple of weeks ago. I'm rather stupidly going to go OVE and I immediately regret that decision <laughs> but I'm going to stand by it because I'm a stubborn motherfucker so, I'm very tired I wonder if they'll have like um, 
like a part where um, was it Dave Chris who was abducted? Yes. I wonder if they'll have a bit where he gets all sort of flashback. He's scared. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. That is some DDT shit right there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, we then get to our two final matches. We've got our Concrete Jungle Death Match, LAX taking on the OGs. Garth. I'm going to go LAX, I think. Uh, just for... They're the champions and Conan. I think Conan's got to get the win on this one. Okay. Chris? Um, I'm going to go with LAX because I love them. Um, they had a match of year candidate in progress a few months ago. You guys should definitely check out. But, yeah, LAX because they're amazing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I so wanted to go with the OGs, but I've gone out on a limb in the other match, so I'm just gonna fo- I'm just gonna play it safe and go LAX. Um, the only thing is the OGs. You know they did lose at Slammiversary, and ultimately they have been bested every time LAX have faced them. They lost the. They lost like the um. The match in the car park. I'm, oh, no, LAX, LAX. Yeah. It's it's got to be LAX. And then finally, the Impact World Championship match with the champion Austin Aries taking on Johnny Impact. Start with you, Chris. I'm going to have Impact because Aries is in a bit of hot water after those Twitter comments. So I think they're going to want to clean up their image a little bit. So Impact. Okay, Garth. Yeah, I'm going to go Impact as well. He's he's evidently since coming back, he's their poster boy. Um, his surname is Impact. <laughs> and I, think, I thought that going into la- reasoning. Yeah. I thought that going into last year's Brown for Glory, but then Del Rio turned up. So. Oh my god! Oh, we all love uh, Del Rio. Another, like you see, like I mean, Austin Aries, he he was collecting all those belts at that time, and now he seems to have lost them all. That is true. So I think this is just, yeah, I think, it, I mean, if there were things going on backstage, I think they're always going to go with Johnny Impact. He's less of a troublemaker. But yeah, I think story-wise, I think Johnny Impact will do it. It's a comeback. Yeah. I'm going to go Austin Aries. <laughs> oh, only because... He's pretty much only just assembled this team of Moose, Killer Cross, and himself. It would be ridiculous to throw that all away. And I feel like if he was to lose the championship, Moose and Killer Cross would have no need for him. So, I mean, I suppose it could, it could be a no contest oh. with Killer Cross getting involved. Oh, well, I'll be the second year in a row that yeah, Band Glory ends in a no contest. With Del Rio last year, I'd be very surprised. Mm. Um, but oh god oh I've made such a faux pas there never mind doesn't matter doesn't matter I'm sticky with them right a quick rundown of our predictions so Eli Drake's open challenge we've all said that Eli Drake is going to win unless it's Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho does not lose um, (sighs) apart from if it's against Kenny Omega and right going through who we think it's going to be I think it's going to be Bully Ray um, Garth thinks it's going to be Tommy Dreamer 
and Chris isn't taking this game seriously. <laughs> um, I gave it away. So he thinks it's going to be, and I quote, the Manhattan Mauler. Um, we've then got Ali taking on Sue Young, and you guys, sorry, Garth, you've gone for Sue Young, yep. and both me and Chris have gone for Ali. We've then got Matt Seidel and Ethan Page taking on Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Chris and Garth, you've both gone for Rich Swan and Willie Mack, and I've gone for Seidel and Page. Uh, Eddie Edwards on uh, taking on Moose. Me and Chris have gone for Moose. Garth, you've gone for Eddie Edwards. Am I getting these right, by the way? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Knockouts Championship match, we've all gone for Tessa Blanchard, um, which is the absolute correct decision. Um, OBE rules match, you guys have both gone for Penta, Phoenix, and Cage, and I have gone for OBE. And God, I regret that already. Um, the Concrete Jungle Death match, we've all gone for LAX. And the Impact World title match, you two have both gone for Johnny Impact, and I have gone for Austin Aries to retain. I just realised in my head, if Brooklyn Brawler doesn't come out, I can't win this. I don't think I can win this if Brooklyn Brawler doesn't come out. <laughs> I mean, wait, now now who's now who's stupid? Yeah. <laughs> If you'd have taken this a little bit more seriously, Chris. Oh, God, Garth is never going to review a New Japan show, damn it. Oh, God damn it. It's all right. Wait till Wrestle oh, Kingdom. I did Wrestle Kingdom last year, I think. Didn't yes, I? you did. This year? Yes, you did. Yeah, you only found out Ishii was awesome the other day. That is true. true. You did only yeah. find it, and that's, that's a travesty in itself. Anyway, though, you know. ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be completing our Bound for Glory review next week at some point. Probably Saturday, Friday or Saturday, because I'm not here. Um, I am taking a well-deserved rest. And by rest, it's I'm... It's reading take... week next week. Pardon? Say again? For me, it's reading week... Sorry, it's re... I, I stood... I didn't realise I was interrupting. Reading week next week, so I'm free all week. Okay, so massive fuck you. Um, <laughs> I am on a work residential for a week, so in no way is that going to be relaxing. Um, but in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, please check out our Twitter at Podmania. Check out the website, www.podmania.co.uk. You can talk to me on Twitter at RealRobGoodwin. Garth, where can they find you? At Drummer Jackson. Chris? At Oman O four O one, I think I seriously need, do need, you need to, to write it down, man. Before these shows, write it down. It's like or change it, uh, yeah, or change it to something more memorable. <laughs> Just at Chris will be fine. That will be absolutely fine. Uh, but thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. <laughs> Adios.